0: X104.9.com.au for all the latest news and information now. 360 with Katie Wolf. Everyone is listening. Mix 104.9 100% NT
1: As you heard just a little while ago when catching up with Alex Bruce the CEO of Hospitality here in the Northern Territory, we know that over the weekend there was quite a big announcement uh, allowing foreign students to work unlimited hours here in the Territory now and I think it's across the board around Australia we know that the Immigration Minister Alex Hawke made that announcement saying that temporary visa holders could now receive an exemption for tourism and hospitality roles. Now joining us on on the line uh, to talk about how this will hopefully have a positive impact for the tourism industry Tourism Top End General Manager Glenn Hingley, good morning to you Glenn Katie,
0: good morning and good morning, listeners.
1: Glenn, this is something that has been on the agenda really for quite some time. Uh, we spoke to you mm. a few weeks ago, uh, yourself and also uh, Daniel Rochford in Central Australia about the concerns around not being able to fill some of these jobs in the tourism sector. Is this change going to go far enough, do you think?
0: Uh, it's a step in the right direction, Katie, absolutely. Uh, it's, uh, we, we know that we've got uh, a few thousand students here in the Territory who um, would, if given the opportunity, because we've done quite a bit of meetings and discussions, because we didn't want this to be a waste of time to have all this process happen, only for them to turn around and say no, And, and so many of them were desperate to be able to fund their stays their education because so many of them are from countries that have been ravaged by the pandemic and their families haven't been able to help fund them you know um, for those who don't know foreign students are paying uh, upwards of uh, thirty thousand dollars a year to study here in the northern territory and so that's they've got no income and especially if mum and dad um, aren't able to keep funding that and of course since You know, A year ago, there's been no financial support other than soup kitchens by many wonderful volunteers in our community. So for them to be able to work and not interfere with their studies, let's Mm. be clear, they're here to study, they're here to be educated, and that's why they're here, but uh, they need to live. They need to be able to survive, and and 20 hours a week uh, often wasn't able to give them enough that it needed to pay the rent um, and to be able to... Pay some food and contribute back to society. And Katie, could I can I also make one one point really clear? Yeah, our, sure. our first priority every time every time here is for locals. Locals. Um. It's and, and and the challenge and why we've we've uh, have uh, been advocating collectively uh, with Hospitality NT Tourism Central Australia, Tourism Top End, uh, together with uh, Darwin Major Business Group. Even um, is that. We, we just aren't getting the applications locally to be able to fill the jobs. Um, and one of the great things that JobKeeper did initially was tether people, even though the businesses didn't have work, they didn't have to let them go because that JobKeeper, they could keep them. However, we, we, we lost JobKeeper, and with that, we did lose a lot of people from positions. Equally, there were still a lot of businesses in tourism and hospitality that weren't able to keep uh, their staff that they normally would have... Uh, employed in April, May in any normal year because yeah. they weren't on the books in March. So there are a few reasons for it, but this is where uh, this is a this is a great step. Um, I'd like to say I'm also grateful to our federal representatives, especially Sam, uh, Senator Sam McMahon. Yep, um, she really picked this up when the Prime Minister was in town uh, week before last, and made sure that uh, that he was made aware of it. Um, we also had reached across the aisle to uh, Luke Gosling and Senator Malandieri Mm -hmm. McCarthy, who both took a bipartisan approach on this, I have to say, and said that... uh this doesn't need legislation. This just needs an uh, well, immigration minister. Yeah, and I think they
1: needed to. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, we're talking about making sure that our tourism operators, our hospitality operators, everybody is uh, is able to, to run their businesses. And you can only do that if you've got workers to fill those jobs. Um, when you talk about then, uh, you know, I guess the capacity at which a lot of our tourism operators are able to operate at the moment, has that worker shortage had an impact?
0: Oh, absolutely. You've got businesses that are running, uh, 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 that are not opening on certain days of the week. You've got businesses that are, are running night to the week accommodation-wise at 70% because they don't have the people to clean the rooms. They don't have people to check in. They don't have people to serve in the restaurant. They don't have, uh, this, this, this is a, this knock-on effect is happening. And, of course, this is, especially for our owner-operators, which the majority of tourism businesses and hospitality businesses are here, yeah, they're mum and dad businesses, and last year they lost so much money, um, and were able to, to stay in the game. Um, and but there was a reason for it that was clear. They could see why the, like, there's no customers here, and there was there was lockdowns, and then we were in spots Now the customers are coming through, mm. and it's almost like that the, 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 they can see the the business flowing past them in a the stream, but they don't have a net to catch it. And and this is to use that metaphor, um, the the net to be able to retrieve and to be able to get themselves back and firstly get back on their feet from last year. Yep. Um, the customers are also looking for a wonderful top-end experience. And this is that sliding door moment where in 2019, 5.8 million Australians yep. went overseas on a holiday. They can't go over a holiday this year. A lot of them have chosen the territory and the top end. This is our moment to shine. And if we've got customers waiting 30 minutes for a beer, or or a coffee, or not able to check in because your room's not made. Mm. We're we're, we're not going to be able to deliver that which we... We we that, so yeah. desperately want to. Well,
1: and that's the worry, isn't it? Because you know you want to make sure that you're delivering a product and that people are receiving a product that is up to standard. Particularly if they're travelling from other parts of Australia and this is the first time they've come to the territory, it's our real opportunity, like you said, our real time to shine. Um, Glenn, I mm. know that I've heard, and I'm sure that that you probably have as well. Uh, you know, some people saying that uh, that in some cases that service sort of hasn't been up to the standard. That they'd hoped for,
0: uh, and, I, and I really, I really like the line that Alex Bruce from Hospitality NT has been promoting heavily, and I absolutely support it as a Territorian. Firstly, um, we're in recovery, everybody. We all know it. Mm-hmm. We're still all in this together. And when we do see a tourist uh, standing there waiting for that drink or, the, or that meal or, or waiting to check in, as a, as a local, take the time to say good day to them. Reach out. Um, you know, how's the rest of your week been here? What What are you planning on doing next week? Um, uh, give them that hospitality spirit, mm-hmm. service. That's why they came here, not just for for so many of our great cultural and um and and natural assets. Yeah. Uh, but also just to meet locals. Yeah. And and, and that'll be a big part of it. And also offset those points. You know, we I know um, talking to a lot of members, they've got members, uh, businesses, uh, customers who are Customers who are initially quite taken back by, but as soon as that's explained to them, they mm. get it. They understand, and 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 just giving them to a chat to say, well, let's let's do this on territory time and enjoy each other while we're waiting. Um, I think it's important, and and again, this is that opportunity for us to turn our tourism industry. We know that we had over two million visitors in two thousand nineteen, and that employed one in eight territorians against the national average of one in fourteen that brought two point four billion dollars to our economy. This is money from outside the territory in. This is now our opportunity if we can get it right. And that's where we're looking for 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 the people to fill these spots in yep. our workforce. Because we know that instead of being that once in a decade destination, the seven seasons of the top end gives people so many reasons to come back. And we have that opportunity to be a Cairns or a Whit Sundays. Yep. In terms of a southern thinker, it's like, what are you doing for your next holiday? Mm. I'm going back to Darwin. I'm going back to the top end. Glenn, I haven't seen Kakadu yet.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. Glenn, we are uh, fast running out of time, but I do want to just ask you uh, how things are going in Kakadu. I know that, you know, that last week there was some real concerns about some of those uh, those different areas being closed and, uh, and well, that uh, traditional owners not being overly uh, overly happy at this point. How are things going? Is there a bit of an update?
0: I I was out there last week, and 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 there is is some. uh, There's that which is happening above Parks Australia, which is it looks like it's headed towards the the High Court, which is to be uh, the precedent that the the federal government's looking to to take in in relation to Gunnambar Falls. Um, and, and and it's precedent. It's a, it's about a precedent on jurisdiction. Uh, it's gone well above that of Parks Australia, tourism industry, and of course traditional owners. So we're we're anxious for that outcome. I think looking forward, the big focus for us here is how much operational funding will come out in in next week's, uh, in the upcoming federal budget, because I think that's the key to it all here. Uh, Whether that's uh, uh, invasive weeds, feral animals, uh, more facilities for locals within Kakadu, more visitor facilities, being able to maintain those facilities. That's the key to it. It's all well and good to announce new things that that are are still well many years off. But the operational funding to take care of it, to be able to have the boots on the ground, to be able to employ locals um, in doing what the park desperately needs to be maintained. So our focus there looking forward is we're really hopeful albeit we're not um, overly optimistic that we'll see a good, solid operating budget given to Kakadu, a place that's just under a third the size of Tasmania, operates on $13 million a year. It doesn't go anywhere near enough to being able to take care of one of Australia's uh, most uh, wonderful assets, culturally and conservationally.
1: Glenn, unfortunately, we are going to have to leave it there because we've got to head off to the national news. Thank you so very much for your time this morning.
0: Caddy, thanks again. And thanks Thank you.
1: Service. Glenn Hinley there, uh, the CEO of, uh, well, uh, of Tourism Top End, the general manager, I should say, of Tourism Top End.